All right, we are in the studio corner with Mr. Call. What's up, guys? Hey, hey, what's going hey. on? Thanks for having us, man. Well, introduce yourselves. <laughs> Choose one to go first. I, I'm Xavier Valdez. I play bass in the band. <laughs> You've been here. <laughs> I've been here. I'm Lyle. I play guitar. I'm Joe. I'm, I sing. And unfortunately, Tyler could not be with us tonight. He's all the way in Canada. 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 Yeah. Well done. Yeah. It's a good thing you're a musician. <laughs> so, Mr. Call, let's start there. Let's start with the name. Yeah. I think I've asked you this before. I honestly don't remember the story, but now I have, you know, Actually, the actual recording of it. it. Yeah. I should? Okay. Yeah. Um, so, uh, the band was trying to come up with a new name, uh, and, and we were throwing around a bunch of ideas uh, and, and just kind of combining dumb things that were really I think we had like text chains going back and forth about just just kind of ridiculous names of combining words that uh, that kind of sounded like other things and uh, somehow uh, there was one point where um, uh, my, my wife actually we were talking and then she left and then she'd called me and um, I, I missed her call uh, and and it was just like th that type of play on words that we were we were screwing around with, and it just kind of stuck as an idea of Mr. Call, uh, you know, as an idea. But for I think more importantly, what it turned into for us was that um, we it was kind of like a Captain Planet thing, uh, where where Mr. Call became like uh, like a little symbol for us, where everybody. Uh, Everyone in the band kind of has different backgrounds, different musical tastes, and just came together. And, and as as the group comes together, we, we consider it to be this like kind of superhero entity of Mr. Call. So um, yeah, that's that's where it came from. I fucking love that. Yeah. <laughs> Especially the the music. It's much better than the story you told me. I said the <laughs> kind of similar story. In Not a way. I don't I mean I don't remember exactly what you said, but I know it wasn't that. <laughs> well, what he was when he was getting to was that everybody with different uh, musical backgrounds I hate all the music they listen to not all of it really well, like most of the music that they listen to or like from I think that is totally inaccurate yeah. I think what I do you mean here, here's the deal so we <laughs> we very intentionally play music for him that we know he hates all the time like like it's a same. thing like we we were like like dude there's this new hot Nickelback track oh, that you're gonna oh god love. no and we whip it out and he's like, "Oh, you guys listen to like, uh, fine, but it it you have to understand that most of the stuff we play for him is designed for him to hate it. So I, I think I that's a it. crucial component. I so I think what Joe is saying is that they know you really well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. you should you should say thank you for paying attention to I'm, who I am. Pretty predictable, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> so that's that's actually really interesting to me. You guys come from different musical backgrounds, different tastes in music. So. You come together, you create a band. So if I were to ask you to classify the genre of your band, what would you call it? If you could. I, I think, you know, like generally we'd start with pop rock of pop sorts. Rock? Yeah, yeah, okay. Or yeah, like totally. indie pop rock or something like that. Um, deeper than that, man, I, I have no idea. Because I, I think we probably all even hear different things yeah. out of the yeah. same songs. So. So would you do you regarding what you listen to on your free time? Do you guys think that you have a assortment of bands that you listen to that may be similar to what you're doing? Definitely. Oh no no not at all not at all really <laughs> not, at, not, at, not at, all. at all I I do, I do but yeah. <laughs> yeah I think Joe does more but I definitely don't no 
I, I appreciate that though because I, I feel like to me if, if I were to say you know these these are five bands that I feel like we should be in the direction of um, you know like I would want that to get modified you know and, and I, I think it's it's really good that if I'm saying hey here's a song that I feel like is you know it, it sounds like in the vein of an Imagine Dragons song right like I don't want it to sound like an Imagine Dragons song. I just, you know, like to me, it maybe it has some sonic qualities that that's a direction. And so, because of the fact that we all listen to different music and we all have different backgrounds, by the time the second or third person has added their part, it sounds nothing like what that uh, originally yeah, was. Totally. And, and that's that's perfect. Like that's kind of by design in in my mind, anyway. Yeah, we get compared or at least some of my friends say that we sound a lot like the Arctic Monkeys, which, I, you know, I'll take that. Oh, yeah. Hell I'll, yeah. I'll take that. I'll take that for sure. Absolutely. That's that's a huge compliment. <laughs> See, that blows my mind. I, I love that, the fact that it's so many different bands you're listening to. And like what you talked about, Joe, with the idea of looking at the parts of songs that you like, the parts of bands that you like, you know, the whole idea of imitation. Like, there's so many bands out there that you listen to. It's like, oh, you know who they sound like? They sound like that band. Oh, they sound like this band, or they're very much, you know, going for this direction, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but it's also about, you know, finding your sound. And with you guys, from the experience that I've had with listening or, you know, being at your shows, you guys really do have your own sound. Like when a Mr. Call song comes on, it's like, shit, that's Mr. Call. Like, I can identify that. Cool. And like, you could totally say, like, oh, yeah, that reminds me of this person or that person, but it's specific parts. It's really, it's beautifully put together. Cool. So props to you guys on that so one. What does it- what does that sound like to you then? Yeah. Because yeah. we have no idea what we sound like. We, we've, we've successfully determined. Well, see, we that's why I asked the question. Unable to- <laughs> that's why I asked the question because, like, I, I was uh, when I told my sister we're going to a concert the other night at the Viper Room, which was fucking incredible, by the way. That was such a good, good show. show. Thank um, you. When I told her, she's like, "What kind of music they are?" I'm like, "Well, they're definitely a rock band, but they're not heavy rock. They're kind of indie, but they have really catchy hooks." I don't know. They're yeah. just really good. <laughs> Cause, and then I thought, I was like, you know what? When I have these guys out, I got to ask them what they think about it. So before we move any forward, any farther, I'd like to listen to one of your songs. Absolutely. And let's see what you're all about. Awesome. Social war zone, the only right team. They are the right team. The cotton lands is face on the concrete. Kids lining up just to catch me on the news feed. They say they like me. I can't thank you for holding me down, for holding me back, for holding me accountable for myself. I can buy.
world. God damn. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yes. Give me some more of that. I love that. <laughs> clap track. You have a clap track button? Okay, I'll just the whole Yay! audience in the in the background. That's a great song. So that's called the that's called Ghost or Ghost. Just yep. okay, just yep. Ghost. Yeah. Yep. So what's that song about? Ooh, I think this is a good Xavier story. Yeah. Um it's about bullying, actually. Uh, I had been doing writing sessions with Joe in the early morning when I was working at my uh, my graveyard shift job called Skyworks, and we would meet up at six in the morning to write. And this song came about. We were just throwing ideas, and I I don't know. I had a problem with writing lyrics, so Joe kind of like sat me down and said, "Hey, just tell me a story." And we'll go off of that. And I kind of ran it off of like this experience I had in high school where I was getting bullied by this junior when I was a freshman. And we kind of just went off of that. And um, Ghost is about just breaking away from the old you and say, I'm better than that. And I can progress and move forward. And basically, you're not my ghost anymore. Wow. Yeah. So. I fucking love that. Yeah. Now, I'm not the skinny Xavier that I once knew. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I've seen pictures. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I've been in this body for a while, so that's great. I love that. I really, uh, I like the meaning. I like the story. I like, uh, I like that you guys are writing songs like that. Yeah, I like that. That's yeah. the direction. Um, so, we just talked about genre. We listened to a song, and I still can tell you. Um, but you guys have a sound. You definitely have a sound. Your own sound. Um, how did you guys get the sound? Was it something that happened organically? Did you guys just pick up your instruments and start going at it? Or was it like someone said, hey, this is what we're doing. This is the kind of sound we want. You know, walk me through that a little bit. I feel like, um, f for me anyway, that we tried uh, for a while, like we, for a while we were just kind of playing stuff and it was kind of a little directionless, but it was kind of the period of getting the group together. And, and I think that was cool. And then we went through a little period of like, okay, how do we sound like something relevant? And how do we, yeah. um, you know, how do we intentionally sound like a genre or like a band or whatever? And that wasn't really good. And and I feel like the, the most recent music was kind of more of when we said, how do we just play music that we like that's accessible? Um, and let's intentionally actually we kind of had a little internal agreement that was um, no song it works if, if there are no kind of risks in the song right. uh, mm -hmm. and so that I think for us that kind of forced us to do to, to use some unique sounds and to use some unique effects and, and some just kind of weird things like that in, in, in ghost in particular, there's that little pre-chorus, almost like rap like section yeah. right before the, the chorus drops. And uh, like, it was kind of more of a, you know what, like to us, it sounds cool. Some people might like it. Some people might not like it. Uh, and that's fine uh, because we, we like it and, and we mm. need that little risk factor because otherwise it's just, fine you know we don't want it to sound like music that is um you know just throwaway tracks we'd we'd i at least for me i'll speak yeah. for me i'd rather you really like it or you really don't like it because that means it was specific enough yeah that you're you're gonna have that kind of reaction to you it. want the extremes you don't want middle ground yeah yeah I, and i you know I, we, we've certainly written songs in the past or, or you know we've uh i've i've you know, played, sat down with uh, at like uh, industry kind of expos, and I've I've sat with um, 
with like A and R people and, and played some like older tracks for them from us and they're like, Hey, this is cool. Like it sounds like this band, it sounds like this band, but it's not you know, like what do you what do you do with that? It's not yeah. it, it doesn't really matter if it if there isn't some sort of uniqueness to it. And I think mm -hmm. that uniqueness comes can only possibly come from when you just stop. Like stop trying to be something specific and just try to just do do what um like let it let it be art you know and, yeah. and if it's if it's great cool and if it's not cool and you move on to the next song but um i for me anyway like the that song and and some of the more i feel like the more successful songs we've had now uh come from that of just saying like let's just write music that we love and uh and just make sure that we incorporate some sort of risks in every song yeah definitely yeah i think that's like what me and xavier were saying that we don't really listen to the music that sounds like us or like we we don't like listen to things that are like even similar to us because like that would be like we don't play that because that would be safe for us you know yeah that makes um, sense so like it's really cool to step out of our own <clears throat> at least for myself because like i come from like total blues classic rock background and i'm not playing that at all which you know i still love it but it's like i need something different and doing this is like a it's like a new challenge and it's like a fun thing and like i really do love the music that we're doing xavier i totally agree <laughs> <laughs> i'm just listening right now i like i like it yeah oh that, that's great i mean i i feel like what i'm hearing is the your sound is not necessarily just the actual music but it's your intention behind the music it's uh you know there is that risk factor but it's also like the willingness to pay attention to what's going on within yourselves to say hey this is what i want to be in my music more than what sounds like everyone else and i think that's what's bringing a specific sound i think that's why it's so easy to connect with your songs i mean your lyrics are phenomenal joe the music is incredible and it's all it's it's all easy just to connect to and some would call that pop or like you know writing hits or whatnot but that's why things become hits that's right. why things yeah. are popular because you can connect with them on so many different levels, you know, vibe with it, understand the lyrics and really connect. So I appreciate what you guys are doing with that. I, I like that. I really like that answer. Thank you. Really, really Thank like you. that Thank answer. You. And, and I just to, to interject there that uh, the lyrics for us, like it's, it's very much been a, a Xavier and Joe thing. Um, like I, uh, we, I think I feel like we both have kind of specific roles in, in the writing, but yeah. it's definitely not like a, in all me thing no, um, I, at all. I throw it's, a lot of words that he, don't make sense or just a lot of ramblings. He's like so the, you guys. You guys write together then. Yeah. The two of you. Just yeah. the, so you guys only you two do the lyrics. Yeah, uh, generally. Think, okay. Yeah, yeah. And when it comes, so you come together, you sit down, you write the lyrics. Gabriel, you said you throw words at Joe. I throw words that he, don't make he's sense. He's like the king of having content, and I, I think yeah. that, that for <laughs> that's me a, that's like, a big compliment right there. That's no, it's 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 huge because. For me, like I, I feel like I'm pretty good at coming up with, with like hooky melodies or like a hooky phrase here and there, um, but but I need, I almost have a more of like a producer type mindset, and I need something to produce. Yeah. Uh, and and so, Xavier comes to those sessions with, just just so much material um, that that then we take it and we just completely chop it up and rearrange it and and we turn it into to something but like those none of those songs would do anything if it if if that weren't there for sure like it, it's it's very we're very dependent on i feel like that that process of both of us being involved 
Yeah. See, I, I think that's a very difficult thing to do. I think it, you guys have it down. The dynamic is really, really good for you guys. But I think it's a difficult thing to do, especially with lyrics, because when people write words that are meaningful, each word having a meaning, to give it to someone else and have them, you know, put their hands on it. The, cl- right. the collaboration factor is such a such a thing that's missing. Um, so, do you ever like reach a point where like you bring content to Joe and say, "Hey, this is what I want," and then he changes it up? Do you ever reach a point where you're like, "Oh, I don't like that. I'm not feeling that." Like you feel like it's being taken away from you at all or is it still kind of we're making this together to make it better uh, in the beginning when he first joined the band <laughs> I when I had all these songs and he was changing him up I was really upset <laughs> really <laughs> upset I didn't say anything though because I I thought of the bigger pitch uh, picture at the time still I thought okay let me just take a step back but in my heart I was really hurt that he did anything to the songs uh, that I made. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, it's, it's, creative. it's part of the creative process. We create, we're vulnerable, we're raw, and it right. feels like our own child. You yeah, know? yeah. I, I think the writing sessions, once it became an... In, like, that was at the beginning where they were a band, and I was I was coming into the band, and I, I kind of came in because I was I, I liked aspects of what they were doing, but one of the things I even asked while I was auditioning with a band was like, Hey, like if I come in, I want to, I want to be active. I want to be a member here. Like, yeah. are you guys cool with me kind of screwing with things? And and they were, but I think that was it was you know a newer experience for Xavier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then as we started intentionally writing together, I feel like at least for me, correct me if I'm wrong. I f- I feel like we we kind of had a an agreement of like, hey, let's just we're gonna throw out everything and assume that we're gonna screw with each other right. here. No, yeah, that's, uh, and that's be okay with it. Exactly right, because now I'm like, I have all this stuff, and I need you, I need Joe to make this right because this is awful, and I need <laughs> you to make it okay. It's never awful. You know, you were on here for episode two, and you put yourself down one too many times, and I told you if you did it again, especially on the air, it's I'm true, gonna though. beat I have the a crap lot of stuff. It just needs to be molded correctly. You know, you have content that's waiting to be made even better. Yeah, that's There's true. Ways that is, of that phrasing that. that. Okay, but yeah. Really, like, like uh, a, a lot of those songs would not. Uh, Ghost is a perfect example. Like where that that song was in the works. It, it went through like seven different revisions that were were like different genres. And we're not, I'm not talking about rewrites of like a couple things. They were overhauls, uh, but for some reason it kept sticking around and. Uh, you know, like that, it, that definitely would have never have happened if it, if it weren't for the, that content that, uh, you know, Xavier is, um, you know, he, he's not, I, I'm more confident, I think, in what he brings to the table than he is. Uh, and uh, I, I certainly appreciate it because those, those songs just wouldn't happen otherwise. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> That's a phenomenal dynamic. You guys really have that down. That's uh I'm impressed. I'm, you know, props to you guys again. Okay. Uh, so, where does the music come into play? Do you does the do the riffs just kind of come out? I mean, Lyle, where do you fall in place? Do you do you write riffs? Do you write the chords or Lyle writes riffs? Yeah, it depends. <laughs> it depends on the song. It's like a bumper sticker. Yeah, Lyle like, writes riffs. I like that. <laughs> like Ghost had a really cool, so like yeah, go back and Ghost. Um, it had a really cool, just foundation, and I just like, I wanted it simple, and so did Joe, and we kind of just went back and forth with like just parts i was like oh chords here chords there like i actually play like maybe two chords twice in the whole song (laughs) and it's just all like single note like heavy guitar guitar that i don't even use like live but it's like heavy guitar mixed with 
like cool like what's it called like the electronic like drops almost um and then some high melody like some high like little melodic stuff during the chorus like during the chorus and just like i i like to add just like because i like i said i come from the you know the bluesy kind of classic rock background which is like all chords and all that kind of crap but like you know i've taken out a lot of that and added just like color stuff more so than like just being like a a league quote unquote league guitarist um just like throwing in just like color stuff to fill in different spots of the of the song so you said you played a different guitar for the recording yeah like i actually because like i'm what kind of guitar i i used my i used <laughs> my uh my gibson les paul for Ooh. that versus I use like a telly or a strat when I play live because so the opposite of Jimmy Page then yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much a telly in the studio less Paul on stage exactly yeah <laughs> but it just like I needed that extra like oomph that through like thickness my, yeah thickness for the sound just because it brought out a lot of like growliness in the in that, in that melody part so you guys write the lyrics first then for pretty much all the songs the lyrics kind of start and then the music comes or does it the music ever come and you guys write lyrics to the song you know I I've said it depends. Uh, the the uh, the most recent new the newest song that we have is a, it actually came from something that that Lyle brought in um, that it started with a guitar riff and then mm-hmm. we oh, it's kind of same deal kind of the uh, dude I hope you don't mind if we completely overhaul this thing but <laughs> but it, it I I feel like it it worked out oh yeah and and, and that was totally music first right on um, yeah like yeah I, for me it's a lot easier to not do it that way uh it's <laughs> generally like it's a lot easier to for me to be driven by a lyric or a melody mm-hmm. um and like the music to me i honestly the music to me comes a lot easier than the 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 lyric and melody portion of it um so when when i can latch on to something you know the, the lyric or melody wise uh the rest just kind of it, it feels like the Follows. rest just comes so easy um the reverse is is a lot harder for me but um but i feel like it works and it helps it also helps get a lot more um kind of flavor from from everybody else in mm-hmm. the band because they're they're not worried about trying to fit with a, a vocal melody or a lyric yet they're gonna just do what sounds great to them and i feel like that just gives gives everyone more of a chance to I don't know, can contribute something that's that's totally. unique. I think yeah. it allows a lot more uh, layering too in the band. Sure, sure. You know, it's not just the same. Everyone's doing the same exact melody to, over each other, so it's just really loud. Right. But you know, actual layering, like what guitar part goes well with Joe's vocal exactly. melody. Like, yeah. see that that right there. That's that's what makes it or break it for me. Like, that's, I love that shit. Especially at rehearsal when we, for the most recent song, Joe's really nitpicky on everybody's parts. <laughs> So, just, just just on this newest song? Yeah, well, <laughs> true. Uh, in general, but I was just, I just remember him staring at Tyler, working for his part, then staring at Lyle, and Lyle can get it in like whatever two seconds. Except <laughs> that one time, but oh, oh, yeah, oh my god! god. Oh, my god. Oh, no, wait, god. The one time you never literally down. one time ever. But it was hilarious. <laughs> and then staring at me, and like you know, I have to figure this out now, and like. Uh, accompany everybody with my bass part, which you know it's really easy. So I, just, <laughs> I don't mind playing, you know, one note the entire song. Well, come on down. <laughs> no, he, he you do literally not play does one not note. even care if he's playing. Like he would play a keyboard. He would. He does not care at all. He just wants to be 
as doing long, music, doing the band. As doing long the song. as the song is like phenomenal, I can play one note the entire song and be like, yes. It'd be I like, did my something. band is playing at the Viper on Monday night. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> You're like the ultimate band member. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. And the funny I, thing is that Xavier is a good bass player. Like, he's a really good bass player. This is, he doesn't give himself enough credit. Don't I know. <laughs> Don't worry. We're, we're going to gang up on him after. He'll write uh, another song about us bullying him. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> You're still my ghost. <laughs> You're not skinny anymore, but we'll take it. <laughs> so, amidst all the writing, is there is there like a... Just like a way to decide when the song is done, like who decides. The song's like, right, never done. The song's never done. No, the song is okay, done well, when somebody hands you a bunch of money for the song. Like that's that's, true. that's the point when that song is done. Until that point, in my mind, it's it's always gonna. Well, how about like the say the first session in the studio? Like, okay, we got this far. This song's good enough. We're gonna sit down and record it. Like, what it, what are the what are the necessities for the song to reach that point? Hmm. I feel like I'm talking too much, you guys. I don't know. For I think for that, like, it's like when it's really hard to explain. Like, the the cop out answer is when the song feels right. But like, even then, yeah, <laughs> even then, when the song feels right, there's still more that can be done or some stuff that can be taken out. Um, I mean, I think for me, when I'm satisfied with the song, it's just when everything like finally melds. Like the right way, I think. Like when we pl- like, I mean, obviously there's like a difference between recording it and then playing it. So like, I think when we can successfully play it and be like, oh shit, like that sounds really really good, then a song can be done. But speaking of the last song we did, <laughs> we thought it sounded great because it did sound great, but then we kind of took a step back and listened to it again, and we trying to change the whole course of that song uh that was the one i i kind of had the hand in like writing the music for um but this other direction it it feels more like uh what's the word relevant it feels more relevant and like it feels that it feels like um it's a more relatable song now okay it feels like it kind of has it grooves a little bit better it like I don't know, like, you know, like Joe said, like, a song is really never done until we, you know, get handed a bunch of money for it. <laughs> That's a first statement. Yeah. First statement. That's true. So, I guess, uh, so, like, if you guys sat down to play the song you've written to a certain extent, you're going to go in the studio and you play it all the way through and you don't really feel any bumps along the way. You feel like you have enough substance behind it, enough melodies, enough everyone has their part down. Mm-hmm. That's when you would sit down to record it and then move from there. I, I think for us, we, we've... We've hit a point with our songs, at, le- at least the you know the last. I would say that the good songs, if you will, where they're they're pretty um, they're pretty big. There there's a lot mm-hmm. of you know there's a decent amount of production in Hell those yeah. songs. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love them. And and I think for us, what our goal is when we're writing is to get the song to the point where, okay, like we have everything that we need where the production process is going to fill in the gaps to make it sound like a finished Mr. Call song. Mm-hmm. And so until until it's at the point where we can just add those those types of production touches mm-hmm. um you know it's just extra layers auxiliary kind of stuff the yeah. stuff that's you know it's it's buried in the song but it just fills it out like like if we we want the song to sound 
solid on its own without that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then once we're at a point where like we can start identifying, okay, like this is going to be great once we put those little pieces in, um, then I feel like that's when we take it to the studio. And then we actually finish it in the studio. We, we, we never, for us, any song that we've called done, even, even to us, um, with the it's never done standard, um, anything we've ever called done, it was, it was finished in the studio. Like it, it, the, the last version before it went to the studio sounds drastically different from what yeah, was the right. finished. Yeah. Totally. People listening was. should take notes on what you just said. Like that <laughs> is such a fucking true statement. I love hearing that. That is so true. The willingness, like, hey, we have the song. We got to take it to the studio to really dig into it even more. Like, yeah, yeah. That yeah. that's fucking. That's where great shit comes. I, yeah. That excited me. <laughs> <laughs> so with your music, um, so you talked about ghosts being, you know, about bullying, mm-hmm. and there was a message behind it. So. What's the what's the theme of your music? Like, what's the motivation behind it? Are you guys trying to write from like the rawest place possible and just write what you want no matter what, or are you guys trying to go in there and write hits? Are you trying to like you know what what's? And I mean, I imagine you're gonna do both of that, a little bit right, of both. But right. like, where where do those two meet? Well, me, I'm all about writing hits, but <laughs> the one note bass but, guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who you who would have thought? Who would have thought? But my feelings get in the way of that sometimes. Get and in the way. Yeah. So. Sometimes emotions, <laughs> sometimes emotions, uh, calls for different songs. Mister Call, <laughs> he does that. I do that a lot. I'm sorry. Trademark. <laughs> uh, sometimes Everyone emotions, has thing, I guess, <laughs> get in the way and calls for different songs. So Salem was about heartbreak. Waiting was about drugs. Uh, Ghost. It's about bullying, you know? So now... So how does that get in the way? That literally got brought you the motivation to yeah, write the song. Yeah, so I, I guess for me, it's just... I don't know, man. I'm still I'm still trying to write a hit, so <laughs> I'll let you know when I, when I find that theme. <laughs> I, think, I think Xavier is awesome at showing up with, like, raw, raw emotion on paper. Like, like actually, in, in our writing process, we hit a point where... Um, I actually said, like, dude, don't... Don't even don't write a song. Like don't even show up with with like yeah. this thing in song form. Don't worry about structure or rhyming or like anything. Like uh, we we hit a couple songs. And I don't remember which they were at the time, but um, where it was really pretty much a poem that he'd written. And and we hit a point where I said, dude, just show up with poems. Then like don't don't worry about any of the structure. Just just write raw content. And then. Um, and then kind of more where my role comes in, in in that writing process is then, okay, how do we find the hooks in that? How do we convert pieces of this to little hooks um, and kind of popify it? So um, I, I don't I think like it's... that, popify. Yeah, yeah right. It's a yeah. good word. I, I, don't, I don't think we... It starts from the... Um, like For me, if, if I'm starting a song, like it usually starts based on some sort of poppy, hooky kind of... Like I'm, I'm aiming for that that type of song kind of always, but that doesn't mean it's like one of the better songs. Like um, when Xavier shows up with with his content, and then we work together on kind of finding the hooks in that, and and then changing it. I feel like that's when things start to work, yeah, um, really well. So it's kind of both. I, I so I, I think what I'm hearing is that you guys really bring your raw, vulnerable, you know, sensitivity to the table, and then once you have that, you have set a standard to what it needs to sound like yeah. if I'm going to express it. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's badass. That's I like that. Xavier, you're going to write a hit. I'm, I think you've I'm already t- written some. T- t- I think it's I only know. a matter of time. It's a matter of time. That's I, you know, 
it's, a, it's another hook for another song. <laughs> Stay tuned. Matter of time. <laughs> well, oh. <go. laughs> we actually literally have a song in the works right now. Yeah. That is. Yeah. Uh, a matter with, of time. With, yeah, yeah. With that hook. It's not, it's not the food, it's not like the Foo Fighters one, is it? No. Mm. Not at all. I, I wouldn't think so. It's like. It's like <laughs> Foo Fighters on a on a pirate ship. Uh, <laughs> Foo Fighters on a pirate ship. Now that I would pay, I'd go to that show. I'd yeah. go to that show. I'd dress up for that show. I'll tell you that much. Um, so, you guys aren't a, you're not a heavy metal band. You're not shredding all the time. Mm-hmm. No shredding guitar solos. You know, you're not a, you know not doing like Freddie Mercury singing. You know, you're not a Victor Wooten bass player. No. So you're not you know technique is not theirs. But how important is musicianship on that level to you? Like when you guys personally pick up your instruments or you sing, are you picking it up to be the absolute best at it or are you picking it up to be the best for the band? Oh man, that's hard. Uh, Because I'd like to think that I'm picking it up and I want to be the absolute best at it, but there's always going to be someone better than me. Of course. But no one can do what I can do, which is my own thing which is I don't know what it is yet until you know I get that money <laughs> you, would, you need to get your head out of that place <laughs> you're lucky you got band members like these to keep you grounded I know I know that's what I'm saying I just bring a bunch of stuff and then you know what about you Lyle as a guitar player I think as a guitar player um you know as a guitar player we're always inclined to want to do guitar solos and um, oh, yeah. you know, I grew up doing a bunch of, you know, improv and all that stuff, you know, coming from playing sax and, um, playing jazz and all that kind of stuff. But playing guitar in this group, I've kind of like, you know, I've kind of tried to like find my own place as far as like what's appropriate. Not so much like, oh, like what makes me stand out because like, you know, who, gives a shit if you stand out no one really cares unless your your name is steve Vai or somebody like that it's good like you know like we're not (laughs) we're not shredding we're not like doing all that kind of shit like so i think the the thing is like for me like i want to bring what's what's right not so much what is the best i can do like obviously like i try to play the best i can but like as far as what's appropriate for the music and what what it calls for, Mr. Paul. <laughs> nice. So, so, <laughs> so, what about outside the band though? Like, you know, when you're practicing your guitars and whatnot, like, do you sit down to practice guitar? Or do you still run your scales? Are you trying to like get better technique-wise, quicker, or is that something that's not really in the forefront? As far as like, I always I, so I, I teach guitar too. Um, oh, you so, have a choice then. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm always running over fundamentals and like you know going over scales and like making sure all that is in order. Um, but like my goal for playing guitar was never to play fast. Cause I just, I don't have the dexterity to play. I have small little stubby fingers. Um, he really does guys. I'll <laughs> um, oh, so post like, a picture of just the fingers. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I don't, I don't play fast. I don't shred. I don't, I'm not a super, super technical guitar player, but, um, I like to think that I like what I, what I practice more is like, I play a lot of, of, feeling and um i think that's what i bring a lot to the group as like far as musicianship is like i bring like what i feel i think is correct is some it's a lot of the times correct which is nice and everybody kind of agrees with it 
And um, you know, sometimes I you know I throw in some stuff that isn't so isn't so relevant to the the group, which is like my bluesy stuff. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I get a lot of flack for that. But you know, um, you know, it's it's all like you know I'm I'm a, just open to criticism and I love it and I kind of thrive off it and I really I really enjoy it. But as far as like like you know, I just when I practice, I practice um, coming up with new chord progressions and like kind of thinking outside the box and then uh joe puts me back in the box a little bit and i we, we fight each other and go back and forth and uh, and that's what i like like it's it's an open discussion it's not just so much just like oh we got to play these four chords because everybody plays one four five six you know yeah it's like a lot of everything's like kind of changes and that's where that's what i really enjoy so so when you pick up the guitar and you're you know messing around, it's you say it's like ninety percent or even hundred percent for the band. Do you ever uh, have times where you sit down like you know you just feel like writing something that you like, whether it's bluesy, rocky, whatever it is, when that's I, not for the band. When I pick up my guitar, when I'm write like just writing, it's typically for the band. Okay. Um, when like you know I and then I, I pick up my guitar because I do like my blues and I do like all that kind Fuck of stuff. Yeah. So I'll play all that kind of stuff and just have fun with that. Like I'll turn on my looper and just play for i'll play with myself for 15 minutes (laughs) (laughs) nice with the looper pedal huh with the looper pedal is that code or Um, something code word yeah it's a code (laughs) um but yeah that's kind of like like my my practice should be more you know i mean just like you know i try to like you know learn different scales and modes and work on my music there a lot of that like you know i get a lot of practice working on my music theory and stuff with my students too which like kind of brings me back to my fundamentals, which is really really nice because I never actually took lessons to play guitar, um, so like kind of reteaching myself to play guitar, and at at that point getting like getting better as a musician too. Hell yeah, keeps your chops up too. Oh yeah, absolutely. I still are you kidding? I still metronome every single day. I still run my uh, natural nice. minors, you know, groups of four, triplets, all that shit. Dude. Oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> metronome all the time. Slow it down. It haunts you. Oh yeah, Play I've had dreams with the metronome. I'm not even kidding. I've had <laughs> oh, dreams. God. Oh, God. I would call them nightmares. But oh I've yeah, had, yeah. Just, just yeah, just going and constantly. No matter what you're doing, it's there. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Yikes. So, regarding roles, you know, everyone has a role in the band. Joe, you're the front man. I'd say, you know, you sing. You're you're up front. Um, obviously, you have to sing, and you know, you move around. You have more freedom for that, but. What is your role? Like, if you if you were to look at your bandmates and say, "Hey guys, this is my job in the band," um, whether it's I gotta practice working on my voice, I can't you know drink too much because it'll hurt my vocal cords, or when I'm on stage, I gotta be grabbing the audience. Like, what what specifically for Joe being the front man is the role? Um, you know, I I, I guess I would say it's it's just to 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 push and to lead. Uh, in the sense that I think everyone has great ideas and that everyone, um, we, we all have a pretty common goal. Um, and I, I think that a lot of times people just need um, need to, to be pushed in any direction, whether, whether it's like right or wrong. I, I think that sometimes uh, musicians in, in general, especially, they're, are, are just hesitant to... To, to execute on on an idea um, you know whether it's thinking that maybe it will not be a good idea or or um, 
you know, who knows, I guess. I, I think a lot of times it's just we, we need to push and say, you know what, I want to, we're going to see this thing uh, down a direction. I don't care if it's right or wrong. Let's just go down that direction. And if it's great, cool. If it's not, let's make it wrong quickly and move on to the next thing, you know, yeah. like, like fail fast um, and move on to the next thing. And, and, and I think that a big part of my role with the group is just to kind of like, just kind of always be helping push us in a direction and hopefully that, you know, we're on a good path. Um, but if we're not like, let's do the shit out of the wrong path and, and cross it off the list and move on to the next one. Um, and, and I, I guess for me, that's, that's kind of it. It's just like, let, let's, let's, let's all feel good doing something right or wrong and then move on to the next thing. You had to pick up the sword and shield and be the first one in a battle. Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, I, I don't mind, uh, I don't mind being wrong as long as we did it and did yeah. it thoroughly, you know? Um, so what about on stage? What do you I mean? Obviously you have to sing. Um, yeah. The band is, in a, is a whole experience having more than one person on this on the stage. But you know, you're singing, you're talking to the audience. What's uh, do you have like a special technique, a series of phrases, or anything, or is it really raw on stage of like grabbing the audience and interacting? You know, it's funny. Um, I feel like for us, uh, and this is one of my things when you're when you go and see a band that you don't know, and and I feel like we're at this kind of interesting stage where. We have a bunch of people at the shows who know us, and we have a bunch of people at the shows who don't know us. And um, when you go and see a band that you don't know, uh, for me anyway, like I don't want to hear them talk. I don't want to hear yeah. their theories about present day politics. Like yeah. I don't want to hear. They're for music. I, I want. I want to hear like the best stuff they got, and then I want to move on to the next thing. And if it's something that I really liked, I'll I'll find them and I'll track them down, and then I'll be I'll be a fan. But like rarely so rarely is a band gonna win me over because of what the guy is saying between the songs and so for me um i i want to pack our set full of songs that we really like and i want us to play them with energy and i want to help lead the energy that we have uh in hopes that that invokes energy from the the, the people in the crowd watching us but i I say very little usually at, at our shows, um, very intentionally because I just I don't I don't think there's a lot of value in it. Like we're not a political band, we we don't have a message. Um, we our our, me our message, if anything, is just we just want to have fun and and entertain. Um, and rule number and one, you got to entertain. Play, yeah. play good music. So like, you know, I I don't, you know, my I, I don't really have phrases. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm certainly comfortable uh, on a mic in front of a bunch of people, but it's I don't I don't I just don't care to say anything because I feel like our the music itself conveys what we care about as a band. Yeah. And I don't I don't really want anybody to care about what I think about individually because that's not that's just not who we are. So what if you're playing a show and like it's very clear, like maybe you lose the audience completely. Um, mm -hmm. Do you ever like go on the mic and say something in between that might grab their attention so they pay attention to the next song? Not even about the song, but just, you know, something random? Oh, probably. I mean, we, we've certainly had some, some shows where we interacted more and kind of 
screwed with people a little bit or yeah. whatever. But that's I do that a lot on stage. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it, it, but it's it's never specific content. It's more more comes from like you know I've I've, I've played in cover bands before. I, I've played in like like the, the the 80s tribute band thing where the whole show is shtick and and yeah. the whole show is screwing around and whatever. And so it's um it's it's certainly something that I'm I'm comfortable and happy to do if, if yeah. this like if, it, if it's a tiny room uh and and no one's paying any attention or whatever like i have no problem running around and messing around with people or we, we we've done some kind of fun stuff before but uh you know for the most part um we try our best to to put the energy in where we don't we don't really lose the room very much i don't yeah, i don't, I don't, so, I, don't yeah. I don't mean that no, in like definitely a wasn't cocky way that. no it's, i definitely yeah that's I, I feel like generally speaking we start and and people are like they, they're they're pretty they're there's pretty no drudging along it. yeah it's, it's everything is i mean even your sound is very specific like even the song start to finish the changes the, the melodies the chords everything is very especially when there's good sound yeah 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 <laughs> totally. Sound guys, god damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Fucking sound guys. Well, what do you guys think? You guys, do you guys like the idea of putting as many songs in and keeping the energy there? Or would you, uh, if would you prefer more speaking to the audience? How do you guys feel about that? I, I would say, okay. One of my favorite bands is Hippocampus. Okay. And they definitely, um, they definitely put on a. A story behind their their lives. I've watched their YouTube videos and stuff, um, but they're very ch- they're a very chill band. So they're I guess they're allowed to do that. Uh, they don't have really high energy. Um, so for us, because we have such bigger songs and like bigger choruses, I just want to just keep going and going and going and going yeah. and nonstop. I don't really care about the story. Unless, you know... Well, it's not really an intimate setting for you guys. Right, right. You know, and I think that's the big one. Like, you know, for me, when I perform, it's just me and an acoustic guitar. Like, I have as big as a song can get with, uh, with, uh, with just that. And, you know, I do a lot. I mean, I don't talk between every single song, but I'll, like, take, like, you know, a few seconds. To some, you, know, you guys have seen me, like, mess with the audience yeah, or, yeah, like, totally. about the song and keep a lighter mood because a lot of my songs are really intense. <laughs> but it's also, like, a very intimate yeah. setting. But I could totally see myself fight a full band. I think there'd be a lot less of that. So I like what you said because it's like, you know, you really have to know what you're doing up there. Like you said, the Hippocampus, and, you know, they're, they're not like you guys. They're not as lively, not as big. And right. You guys have this huge sound that once you engulf people in that, like, we're there. We're yeah. fucking there with you. And sure, you, sure. We do, you do not lose us until the very end. And Yeah, and, and I think, honestly, I think we would if, 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 if I stopped, were going to yeah. stop and tell stories. Like, it, unless I had, like, some really amazing story that, that – if I can match the energy of those songs with, with story. a story, man, I don't, I don't, I don't have those stories. Yeah, you know? like it. Well, see, me, that's something I, I really, even me, I pay attention to in the live shows. Like, you look at bands, like, what are they about? Like, you guys know what you're about, and the fact that you're not sitting and talking, like, you know what you're bringing to the stage. Some bands, like, it's not that necessarily the music is bad that they're talking in between the sets more, but it's a different type of music. Like, you have to know what you're doing, and I think you guys really have that down. You as a front man, this is why I asked you that question. I was curious on how you saw your role in the band, especially on stage, off stage, because I've even told this to Xavier behind your back. That guy is oh. a front man. <laughs> I was born to be a front man. So, yeah, so I'm, yeah. All, I'm all for it. Yeah, you heard it. Thank you. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah you heard it. <laughs> also, yeah, I mean, we're an L.A. band, and in L.A., you know, you get 
you get a fixed amount of time and it, it is <laughs> yeah. like it is very Fucking often LA. you get you get 30 minutes you might get 35 or 40 but like that's that's what you get you, you know in, in our set like where i'm from i'm from the midwest like you get booked you you're filling an hour one way or another and you could be the the first opening band of the night like the just crappiest band and you're an hour um and uh you know here it's like you get such a limited amount of time that you just fill it fill it with fun like like unless you 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 better have if you talk if you tell a story like it better be the most entertaining yeah. thing like if you're not like a stand-up comedian yeah. with with a really great routine or if you're not you know delivering a political message or, or something which again we don't care about like you well, you gotta have something that's that, gonna so. bring bring like that level of of energy like keep playing man just 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 no one cares like not in a bad way but but literally, you're, Why you're better here? off playing the music. Yeah. Just yeah. play the music. Yeah. Fuck yeah. All right, yeah. Well, we're going to... And, you know, I, I want to... I'm very curious. You know, a lot of this is about me talking to guests here, and it's about what I want to talk about, what I want what I want to know about you guys. Um, so I know that you guys have had trouble with band members. You've, you know, kicked a few out, lost a few members and whatnot. Um, and I, I'm not really curious on why... But the fact of the matter is, I know you guys uh, lost a keys player and a drummer all in like what a matter of three four days, that happened or like it was, within... it was tight. It was a tight window of time. Yeah, and you guys were playing a lot of shows at the time, or we're yeah. just getting yeah. ready. To, you have yeah, recorded we some stuff. You guys are moving forward, and you yeah. get hit with this big blow. You get hit with this big blow. Yeah. Um, and what I found incredible, at least from my point of view, is you guys stayed so strong together. You guys didn't miss a beat. So what was it? What did what did you guys do? Was there something specific that you guys like talked to each other about? So we got to stay together. What was your plan of action for that? Because you guys, it was so it was so smooth. Dude, honestly, I don't know. Because like when <laughs> <laughs> when we, well changes had to be made, right. right? When when we had no drummer and it was just us three. Mm -hmm. Like I thought, like oh fuck, this is it, and like this is this is the end of it. You know, we we had barely a band. We were thinking of putting things on Craigslist, but no drummer or key player was going to want to join a band with no... Or, or key player wouldn't want to join a band with a drummer. A drummer doesn't want to join a band unless we had our shit together. And we didn't have our shit together, but we were still... This is by the time we were still writing... Go or, yeah, we were still tracking Ghost. And I think it was just... For me, at least, it was like, okay, we got to at least finish this song. You know, we got to at least get this song out there and see what happens because a drummer it's LA man there's should be a drummer who wants to play with us because of our of our songs you know they there sh there should be a drummer who wants to play with us I like that song. yeah that's a good yeah song. keep those up and you know I'm and they should know that I'm here to write hits <laughs> <laughs> so you so you lose the drummer you lose the keys you lose yeah. a lot you lose the fucking we, thickness yeah we lose know? a lot yeah um and you're in the middle of tracking the song. Like, was there ever a moment where you guys kind of just lost hope within each other? Like, or did you guys really no. stand together as a team and Def said there was definitely no? Definitely not. No. I no. think in that in that period, we had played a show. Then we kind of had no drummer, <laughs> and then um, we took like a week or two off. Maybe kind of got our shit together, and then I think not even a month later, we finished writing and tracked Ghost. And 
It's one of our coolest. I think it's one of our coolest songs. And like we did that without a drummer. Like we actually we got our all of our heads out of our asses, and like we believe. I mean, we the thing is we believe in each other like a lot. So like you know a lot of it is just like trust in each other and trust and like faith in each other and all that. That you know we had our shit together enough, and we kind of you know Joe did a lot of the hard work to. Um, put together all the the sounds and everything for Ghost and made it kind of what it was because that was one that we constantly fought ourselves on because I mean like like Joe said it went through like how many like seven or eight iterations before we landed on the one that we landed on damn and um, it was it it was something really cool it was like just us three and just kind of like hey like we're gonna fucking do this song so I mean I think it was a great song like for for we were kind of in Joe's uh in the shoffice <laughs> the shoffice yeah got a little office in the back of his house yeah called it the sh- shop office shoffice shoffice it's probably like how big is it it's not big <laughs> it's like it's like, ten, it's like eight, 8 by 12 yeah like 8 by 12 so you guys don't think you missed a beat then you guys just I mean you it was, it was a little rough but you guys kept moving as far as shows, we missed the beat because yeah. we went through, I think, from like July to like last, maybe November, and we didn't really play any shows. But then uh, we got our shit together. Tyler came in, killed it, and, you know, we've kind of been writing and practicing and doing different shit and playing different shows and playing, you know, playing Xavier's birthday and everybody came out. Um, and that was a great Viper show Room well. was our last show, and that was just like... I mean, we got invited to play Viper Room from, you know, Eric Hemmel, and that was just a great, great show. And, um, yeah, I think, you know, I think we really, really kind of, you know, bounced back pretty quick from that. I even noticed you were playing some keys up there, Joe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, so, uh, yeah, some of the songs are pretty dependent on that. Like, there's a lot of stuff um, where, you know, we, we, like, we, we used tracks live we fill out the again our, our songs are meant to be huge yeah uh and and we want to give a full full sound a full like produced sound and and uh i, I don't i don't feel bad about that but there's certain things that like you just can't put in tracks live you know like yeah. in, in salem for instance uh that song is like piano is like it's up ba- front yeah, the entire song mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just it's just got to be there, and and to have that be tracked is just kind of lazy, you know. And and that's yeah. like I I I like the idea of of tracking for um, you know for for fullness and to give a full produced sound to give to give an experience. Like the, for me, that's what that's what backing tracks are all about. It's just to provide like like a, an experience. Um, but uh, there's there's also another point where like like you know if 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 it goes if it extends where you like your primary parts of a song are tracked like that's just lazy yeah and, and uh that's backing not tracks yeah yeah keyword backing yeah, yeah that's not that's not how we roll so it, it kind of just turned into a thing where um we we needed those parts filled and i was just 
we just kind of had to do it and it was a lot easier than <laughs> finding somebody yeah. else to do it <laughs> yeah because that's that's a whole other element so. i love how i love how smooth i mean even the way you talk about it, i'm sure it was difficult but i love how there was no question as to what it what, okay this is what we have to do we're going to do it i feel like i see a lot of even young musicians and even bands where you know something like that happens like all right we're just not gonna have keys anymore just take it out completely like that didn't seem like to be a, a thought for you guys and I, I really appreciate that that's that's uh i feel like that's a place where a lot of bands will slip up and will lose their sound will get lazy but you know when i saw you playing keys the other night i was like damn you know good for them they're not they're not just taking the easy way out it's like well i'm a singer so this is i'm just gonna keep doing this you're like yeah. no it's all about the sound so I, I i think for us uh like you said there was you know we we, we had big changes in the band that happened pretty quickly and um right around that time i feel like for us we had just really hit a stride of like i said we went through transitions of trying to figure out what our sound even was and and we had at least for me we had just hit a stride where we actually figured out what that sound was uh and for for me it was not an option to say oh well you know the the band changed so now we're just gonna we're gonna change that sound like i for for me it was we've we found the direction that we wanted to go we're gonna keep that direction and 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 hold so, that standard yeah yeah and yeah. and that's why it you know we had um you know the keys went the way they did and we found uh, tyler the, the the drummer that we found um is is awesome and he uh he he does you know the acoustic drum kit he, he'll do the electronic kit with pads he's 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 a he's a tech dude uh like me so he's all about he's all about uh you know running running tracks and just doing whatever it takes from from a technical perspective to to produce what you want to produce uh and that's 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 why we we wanted him in the group you know that Shout out to Tyler. Shout out to Tyler. <laughs> Shout out to Tyler. Um, Wish you were here. Big ups to Canada. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah. So it was it was really kind of about you know hey we 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 got something going now that we like and mm -hmm. that's what mattered to us like whether other people cared about it we didn't no we didn't fucking really mind. compromise man no yeah. fuck I love that yes and yeah. at that that's when we just said you know what that's um, that's. We're, we got to run with that. It's got like the emergency alert thing. You oh, guys yeah? are going to get it any second now. Um, but, emergency uh, alert. Floods. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, you know, I'm, I do a solo act, so I don't have any. I know. Uh, it's awesome. So, uh, thank you. He's, I uh, he's, he's, he's super modest. He is, uh, he, he played with us actually uh, uh, at a, a show in Santa Monica and it was absolutely awesome the crowd absolutely loved it it was an awesome show uh so yeah i appreciate don't, that don't, Thank don't, you. don't let them sneak the, <laughs> the modesty on through there we'll, we'll stop that well that's, that's very nice thank you um but i get to do everything on my own so if i'm gonna be dishonest it's with myself but when you're in a band and i don't have the experience so i'm curious what is what's the level of honesty and how important is it like how do you deal with it so you know if someone is doing something that you really don't like that you know will hurt their feelings or may cause some trouble do you keep it in do you walk away do you let it go or do you straight up right there just fucking say it or do you wait for the right time i mean how do each of you deal with that i'm glad you brought that up because we've been meaning to talk xavier uh, <laughs> <about> <laughs> i love it um i'm, I'm talking to much. i, I kind of i'll say anything like pretty honestly 
especially to these guys, because <laughs> they make fun of me anyway. So, you know, with, with everything. So I might as well just, you know, be as honest as I can. Actually, I, I've, I'm learning to be even more honest. more honest yeah so like no no sugar coating no sugar coating so it's harsh like it's it's not intentionally mean but like if you got to say something, i I think everything with me there's a little bit of humor behind it because you know even though i i mean it it's just it's because i care and and i i care about you and i don't know I, i i don't know i just I'll be honest, but it, it's just, but I'll also be funny about it. <laughs> <laughs> I think the thing is, like, if we have, if it's just like a negative thing and we have something pressing coming along, then we have to find the right time. Obviously, we don't want to have bad vibes before a show or anything like that. And we generally don't. Like, there's, I don't think there's been bad, bad vibes at all. And, like, everybody's very open to criticism. Which is a good thing. Like if if we had, you know, you know, the the four of us, including Tyler, um, and one of us couldn't take criticism, then obviously, like, you know, saying something that's not even so much that it's hurtful, but that it's like, hey, like you're doing a part wrong. Like some people can take that wrong because yeah. it's just like you know, some people the get pride their pride may come into effect there. Exactly. Like, um, but I mean. Shit, me and Joe have been. Do- I mean, I've been. I know I've been doing this for going on sixteen years. So I was thirteen with you know older dudes, and Joe's been doing it for longer. <laughs> um, that we're kind of used to the criticism and the you know, like hey, like you know, you're you know, messing up a part or you know this part's inconsistent or whatever. Um, I don't think any of us take it the wrong way because it like. Xavier was saying, like, everything's done with love. Like, n- nothing's done, you know, intentionally mean. That would be, like, what's the point then? At the, yeah. You know, just being a dick. It's not constructive. Yeah, exactly. It's like just being a dick to be a dick. Like, um, except for me to Xavier. Like, I'm like that all the time because Xavier deserves it. Uh, <laughs> but, um, but no, like, even even when I, I Ghost too. like, harshly joke with Xavier, it's out of love. And, like, you know, Xavier, like... I think Xavier made an Instagram post about me messing one of my parts up. That I, I, don't, I don't, I like not to toot my own horn. I don't often mess parts up. He never does. But like, um, <laughs> for I had a, there. I had a hard time with the part. Xavier just like filmed me, and I was like, <laughs> "Son of a bitch!" Uh, Dude, but that's like the only time that Lyle's ever really messed up, and I got to witness it because it's always me. You know? <laughs> but. This is the only time. This is the only chance I got, oh and God, I was just mm, loving it, mm, eating it. <laughs> but even at, even at that point, like, I know Xavier's doing it like jokingly, and you know, it's it's coming from a good place. It's not coming from like overt harshness. So I think like, you know, as far as like being able to criticize each other, um, I think everybody takes it pretty well. And like, we just if something's like wrong, then we'll just say something's wrong. 
So that's with the music, and I think that's extremely necessary. Mm -hmm. I like that. But what about like you know someone shows up one day and they just have a shitty attitude and they're like something's going on in their life that maybe you don't know about, but you're like, hey, you need to fucking get over right now. We're at practice. I mean, it's kind of like on the more personal level. Do you guys are you guys involved in the personal live aspect? Do you guys like hang out outside of practice in the band? Like, how close are you? Are you guys like close friends or are you just band members? I'd like to say that I, I hang out with everyone on different occasions. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just I don't know I like I'm not getting too close but I'm getting close <laughs> enough <laughs> so you guys could be personal like so Xavier comes in and he's having a shitty day and like he's fucking up his parts because and he has a bad attitude you know one of you says Xavier yeah, that's a shit I'm sure somebody would say something I, I think we I mean I, I could definitely think of at least generically times where you know we've looked at each other and said hey dude like you you know yeah. you alright like, you look a little <laughs> It's, it's likely to be him. Uh, you know, I, like, you know, I, you, you look, you doing all right? Like, something looks off. And, and, and I feel like it's a group where everyone is close enough um, mm -hmm. to, to where you can say, like, yeah, dude, sorry, I just, I just had the worst day. Unrelated, unrelated entirely to the band or, you know, I had X experience. And, uh, and, and it, it, it's good. Like, I, I feel like we're pretty good about if we, in, in this group of four people if we detect that we can kind of bring it up even in the group of four people um we can bring it up and and you're like let let somebody dump you know let somebody say yeah this this sucked and <laughs> and then we can move on together um i feel like it works pretty well what if someone misses practice for a shitty reason? Like Disneyland? <laughs> is that Xavier too? No, that's Lyle. Oh. Lyle and his season pass and his seven hundred dollars season pass. Seven hundred dollars? More than that. <laughs> is uh, it really? <laughs> How much is it for a season pass? Yeah. Well, here's the deal. Uh, you don't really live anything down in this band. Like, yeah. That's, yeah. I think you know what? I think that's so important though because you, it's not like you guys are actually bad at each other, but like this kind of shit. Like you know, ten years from now when you guys are selling records and all that shit, you know, making it. Hell yeah. Like, this is the kind of shit that's going to be gold. <laughs> but, you know, funny enough, it's we're laughing about it now, but a lot of bands, stupid shit like a season passes to Disneyland, the three three other dudes would sit down and be like, you know what, Lyle's got to go, dude. <laughs> that's a real factor. You guys, like, I mean, it's next, I'm impressed. Next thing you know, you got, like, 14-year-old girls making fake Instagram accounts of, of Lyle fan page and his Disneyland posts. Dude, you never know, <laughs> man. This happen. Could, yeah. By well, the way, uh, that's fine if you guys want to do that. <laughs> so we don't mind. Make a fan page for Mr. Call. Yeah, yeah, for Lyle. At Lyle, Just Lyle, Lyle, Lyle doing Disneyland things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta come up with a clever name for it, like Lyle at Disney, some stupid shit like that. All right. So before, you so you sound like you were, uh, you've been playing guitar a long time, doing a lot of different projects. So before Mr. Call, what were you doing? Like, what was your main shit. gig? Before Mr. Call here in California because I'm not originally from here um, I was just doing cover bands and we were you know rehearsing once a week I don't know why we were rehearsing covers like <laughs> honestly okay so here's here's my take on it and this isn't knocking anybody that wants to practice once a week or one or <laughs> like this isn't knocking anybody that wants to practice once a week um, but I think everybody like it's cover music it's not it's already written you're not writing anything new 
just practice it on your head <laughs> and, and, and have your shit ready to go. Like, you know, I, I have the, the old cover band that I used to play with still gives me, calls still a me. sore wound, it seems, for you. <laughs> no, it's really not. It's just like the the rehearsal was in Westlake Village, and I live in Santa Clarita, so that's like an oh, hour drive shit. each time on Monday. For not even your songs. And then, Yeah, exactly. And then, like, we would go play a gig, and I'd get paid, like, maybe 100 bucks. And if you add up all that time, like, it's like... 10 hours of work for a hundred dollars. Like I'm getting paid $10 an hour. That's like really not worth my time. But like, I still love the dudes that I played with. They're other older guys and like, uh, one older lady singer. Um, and they call me every once in a while. And like, I have a lot of fun, but I don't need to practice that shit. I've been playing that shit forever. And, um, but before that I was doing like, uh, like it was like a you were, funk jazz fusion kind were you of touring as well. I was touring. I toured like, it was like touring. eight years ago. We went national, um, whatever. <laughs> it was like from Boston to Portland. It was it was a great experience and Fucking like Xavier. one of those things like I really want to do again. Like, um, well, soon to come, with Mr. Call. That's what I'm saying. Like on a tour bus with Wi-Fi and shit, and like you, you know, know, that's actually funny. I I talked to Chris Gratton on my last episode. Mm-hmm. He's a tour production manager yeah. for huge bands, Corn, and all the way to Kanye. It's mm-hmm. my like first saying for him, Corn to Kanye. <laughs> but actually, I asked, I kind of asked him the make it or break it question, like mm-hmm. what makes bands, what breaks bands, and the the honesty thing. What we just talked about, he said, bands on tour. Uh, the honesty, the being able to like get things off your chest. He said, I mean, he said on there, he's like, I'd, I'd rather see them you know, punch each other in the face once a month and hold things in because mm-hmm. then bands completely fall apart. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, oh, when yeah. you, so when you were on tour, did you ever experience anything like that? Oh, totally. Uh, there, I mean, I remember there was this one time, I think we were like Washington, D.C. or something. I had a shit show and just did not... I know I didn't play well. So, like, I know, Xavier like... There? Xavier was probably there in <laughs> spirit. <laughs> Well, from the from the future, <laughs> fucking with me. Uh, and, um, but I I just I didn't have a good show, and um, one of the guy like one of the guys, he told me I'm like he's like oh you didn't like I'm like I know, and like I like, he was and like I got, re- I mean I was 20, so like I got like really defensive and like all this shit, like and I knew because I knew I played bad, so I didn't need to hear it again. Um, that's what my dad's for. Hi, Dad. <laughs> um, but like you know, like I I know I know when um, when, when I do a poor job, and I don't need to hear it again, especially from somebody who's like you know. I mean, I guess like you know, it was fine at the time, but like at that time, I was upset that he said something, and like I pushed him, and like we got in this whole shit. And, oh shit! And um, I those. mean, but the next day we were fine. Like we, we drank a little bit, we had some fun, and. <laughs> Got over it really like it was it was just kind of one of those times but like it was one of still one of those experiences that like we didn't really hold anything in also like our tour manager was a dickhead um, but he was a dickhead for a good reason like we had to get our shit together so I mean we were all young so um, do you ever worry about that stuff once you guys start touring Mr. Cole uh, as far as like getting into it with each yeah. other I mean the thing is we spend so much time with each other now. If we haven't, I mean, I think it would change a little bit if we were together 24-7, but... I heard Xavier starts to smell. <laughs> Xavier no, stops taking no, baths. I don't think I could ever really truly get mad at Tyler, because he's so nice. He's very nice. He's, it's because he's Canadian. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. Like, I could never really get mad at him, so... He's the mediator of the band. Yeah, I feel like he would be... Because uh, he already does a lot for us anyway. I feel like he would be just a like ground... A yeah, yeah, band. totally, totally. And... uh 
Yeah. You guys are all pretty level-headed dudes in the first place, too. Yeah. None of you, not, there's not a single one of you that's, like, a raging, like, just angry all the time. No. Yeah, like, no. I mean, I think the thing is, like, we're all, we're all a little older, too. We're, like, I'd like to think we were more mature. I'm, I'm young. <laughs> I'm young. I'm very um, young. Yeah, I mean. How old are you? 28. Yeah, I'm 28 also. I mean, I'm younger than him, so. He's, okay. I mean, I was the first time in the band that I haven't been a bit the baby. So, um, he's never gets to be the baby this time. But I think we're all yeah, mature enough. Ways. Like, where things, like, you know, like a little petty shit does, doesn't really matter. Yeah. You know, um, even if it was, you know, spending 24-7 to get with each other. I think like, that's why we have Joe, too. Because Joe's petty shit compared to my petty shit is on a different level. <laughs> Joe will make fun of my petty shit. And then I just like, oh, yeah, well, I guess it's not really that important. Cause <laughs> 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 I guess he's right, yeah. <laughs> So you're one yeah. of a kind, Xavier. So I appreciate yeah, him. Sure. <laughs> so how did how did you find Miss? Did you reach out to Mister Call or did they reach out to you? Uh, I think I reached out to them on was it Craigslist? Yeah, it was Craigslist. Yeah. This is a Craigslist band, this man. This is a Craigslist. Yeah. Band. <laughs> this is yeah. a Craigslist band. At this point, every member past you is Craigslist. Yeah, it's a Craigslist band. So how did you know they were the right band? I really enjoy their music, and it was it was cool, and it was. It was different, and it was really nothing I've ever played before, because, like I said, the classic rock thing. Um, and, like, even, you know, even, like, the band I was in previously was, like, the jazz fusion thing, which is a totally different thing for me also. Um, but, like, I was like, this, you know, this band has some huge potential to, like, make it, you know, to a bigger level, because it's, it's more relevant music. It's more all that. And then, when I joined the band... The whole direction changed, and Mr. Call kind of started when I joined the band. Yeah, I feel as soon as you as soon as you joined the band, we became Mr. Call. Yeah, yeah. it was. You guys were called Silver Pup. Before, yeah, right? we were Silver Pup. Yeah, I, I got it tattooed on my wrist. <laughs> you serious? Yeah, I, yeah, you see it. Where? Right there, dude. The SP. Okay, that's right. an SP. It's not yeah. Silver Pup. That's Silver Pup. That was intentional. Stupid person. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> it's like getting a girlfriend's name. You haven't had your first record down. You get a fucking tattoo. I know, I know. It's Come experiences, on, experiences. Make memories. <laughs> get a tramp stamp at that point. <laughs> but yeah, I like, I mean, I really, and I enjoyed the direction. Actually, I auditioned with Ghost in its acoustic form that was yeah. like nothing like it is now. Like, you guys heard it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and then I did, I think I did, like, maybe an old Silver Pub song. And, like, and um... Wishing Well, probably. Wishing Well, yeah, Love probably, probably Honey. Um, but it was, oh, I remember, like... Yeah, you fucked that up Yeah, bad. I fucked that one up pretty hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was, like, it was still fun, like, and I really enjoyed, like, um, being challenged with something different. Um, like I said, I saw the potential, so, you know, I still see the potential. Like, it's still like, huge. Um... I mean, Xavier and, and Joe are, like, crazy great in the studio, and, you know, they come up with these awesome ideas, and it's just, the, you know, I feel, uh, to me, it's just a matter of time, really. I agree, 100%. Um, so, Trade, mean, trademark. They do the hard work. I mean, really, like, like you know, it's, it's really cool. It's really cool seeing, like, being with people that really want it versus, like, being with guys that just want to play music. Because I've been in the bands that, with people that just want to play music, and it's fun and it's great, yeah, it's and like great. you get to play gigs and you get to you know you get paid, and all that. Um, 
and that's a retirement job yeah <laughs> like you know go you know you know 50 you, you have a few gold records and whatever and like made a shit ton of money and you're still getting royalties and you go play a cover game what the hell unless like you're so famous that you get to gig when you're still 50 then you know fucking do that but um the gold i think like you know i want to do like you know i want to be on a tour bus i want to like you know play for thousands of people every single night and you know travel across the country and cra- travel across the world like it's just it's fun i've done it and it's, it's it's too much fun um and like you know for me it's like i, I just love playing i love entertaining and it's uh it's fits my personality more than actually like playing fits my personality more than not playing actually <laughs> it's weird um like a two different personalities so um yeah like you know just I, th- I think this band is you know when I first joined it was just like oh shit like doing something cool doing something different doing something relevant new uh that's kind of why I joined so what about the band what about you two how'd you know he was the right guy how do we know Lyle was the right yeah, guy when you when he showed up and he played how'd you know he was the one you know I I think in the style of music that we do uh, I, I think it's pretty critical for every band member to understand their role. Um, you know, I, I, there's a big difference between a, a a rock band of you know X number of years ago uh, versus a pop or pop rock band that's in kind of today's market. And uh, w- one of the really good things with with lyle is that like obviously he's he's a an outstanding player but he also uh kind of to to what he was saying earlier like he plays an appropriate thing and you would not believe how hard it is to find someone who will do what's appropriate versus what it is that they uh just feel like doing necessarily oh i totally agree yeah I remember, just real quick, I remember trying out, and the first thing I said, I was like, I don't think I'm right for this, because I'm much more technical, much more into this stuff, and what you guys are going for doesn't need that. And, like, that's something you have to see on both ends, as the band and as a guitar player. Absolutely. And, um, you know, uh, he's a... a technical player and we tell him not to do that <laughs> you know like 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 uh, slow it's, down yeah, it's, it's 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 very much like uh you find someone that is excited about playing in in the style that that we need you know not just like willing like we we auditioned a bunch of people uh and there were people who were willing to play the music but it was the like, love for it yeah and, and we, we we had conversations about it we're, we're like, xavier and i we were like we we could tell like that dude is a you know he's a great guitarist but this isn't what he wants to be doing this yeah. is like his you know this is a stepping stone to some other band that he wants to be in or whatever and which is totally cool like no that no 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 bad thing there but it, yeah, but it wouldn't work for us yeah you guys and are doing something serious here. yeah yeah we we needed someone who could play way above the level of what we wanted him to play and he was excited to play at the level that we needed and um you wanted and, a band member yeah yeah, yeah a real <laughs> yeah. band yeah. member that's yeah. like you know what dude like if 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 you need me to just play an a chord one one time in this song and that's the guitar part like I got you. I'll do that, you know, and um, it, it doesn't need to be this fight of every, you know, every section of a song needs need every instrument. Yeah, yeah. Like mm-hmm. that's 
that's not the you know we're a pop rock band it's just not yeah it's not appropriate for what, what we do you know um and so, so was it something he said that you know really ignited like oh this guy really wants to be a part of this or was no, it just the way he played? We actually put him on the spot with a new song. I think it, I think it was, uh, yeah, it was living it up. Actually, we put him on the spot and like, okay, play this, figure it out, and he did that. He did more than that. <laughs> he wrote exactly, I think, better than what we had, when I had thought. Yeah, in the song, so. I think when we were writing Living It Up, he had written written his part, and then we were playing around with Waiting, and he still killed it at that. Yeah. And it was just the his ability to adapt to every song and not stress about it or not look at us like, what do I do now? It almost felt like you didn't have a new member. It was right. Just that guy. It's just like the, his, that, that's it. That's it. We don't need anyone else. That's fine. Yeah. That's spectacular. Yeah. I fucking, that's another rare moment. Yeah, exactly. This yeah. band is like, I'm telling you, like, Say what you will, but this man is meant. This band is meant to be. You guys have like as as much difficulty as there's been. Like the p- parts that usually tear things apart, like you guys just they kind of happening. Yeah, the world wants you. <laughs> this has to happen. Yeah, I think all all the changes that we went through, every one of them, made made the group stronger. And and, and I think that we're, uh, I, I think all of us really couldn't be happier with with what we got going in the direction and. Um, yeah, we're 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 pushing on on what we got because we trust it and yeah, it's, we got a music solid. video coming up too. Oh yeah, yeah, we'll get there. Oh yeah, just <laughs> <laughs> two more pages. <laughs> I got like a page, oh, yeah, a, about a full page left. <laughs> but actually, so Metallica is obviously my favorite band. Nice. So they uh, they did a documentary a long time ago for the album Saint Anger called Some Kind of Monster. Yeah, it's, a, it's ridiculous. I mean, if you ever want to know what like the farthest a band has gotten to difficulty and come out of it, watch that documentary. But when they needed to get a new bass player, they Rob Trujillo, when he came into the studio, I love the scene. And this is one of like the most, my favorite scenes, one of my favorite things, because they tried out like all these super famous, super great, you know, bass players, but none of them were right. Rob Trujillo shows up. He's the only one that does, doesn't show up with a bass. He just goes like, oh yeah, whatever bass works. Picks it up and he's like, all right, let's play the songs. He's just casually playing the stuff. Yeah. And they're, Metallica is blown away at this guy, right? So they bring him into the table. I don't know if you guys have seen it. They sit him down and say, we're going to give you a million dollars. Go get your shit together. You're in the band. And just to understand this, you're getting 25% just the same way we are. You're part of the band. And like that moment, I think every band should pay attention to. Right. Not, you don't have to be inside the, as big as Metallica to do that. You know, what you guys did with Lyle, like, you know, I knew you guys before Lyle was there. And when yeah. Lau showed up, it didn't feel like you guys had a new member. Like, this was Mr. Call. Like, he was, this is Mr. Call now. Right. And, like, yeah. you guys really achieved that moment because there's, I mean, Lau, I don't know how you felt, but there's nothing worse than being the new guy in town, you know? Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. having to live <laughs> up. But, you know, it seemed like from an audience perspective, you guys had that down. And yeah. that was impressive to me. I remember yeah. that. That was really, really impressive to me. Cool. So, fucking rock and roll. Hell yeah. <laughs> so, speaking awesome. of bands as big as Metallica, this may be a ridiculous question at this point, but what's the goal? Ultimate fame, ultimate tours, ultimate records. What is it? Huge. I want to be huge. <laughs> I don't think you understand how, like, I want to be playing the biggest you want to play your hits. I want to play the hits. I want to play everything. You want the greatest hits oh album. Oh, my God. Oh, God. I want to be bigger than, than, uh, uh, I want to be bigger than Imagine Dragons. You can do that. Yeah, I can do that. You can do that. That guy just yells. <laughs> he just yells. 
He just yells. <laughs> you say so. Like, and like really well. And and I, I, uh, Dan, if you're listening, uh, we'd be happy. To play we we know we would to- totally play it, play it, we tour with him. Whatever. No. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> I heard. I heard. Uh, actually, like last week on the radio on on my way to a job. Uh, there, some song had just finished playing by Imagine Dragons, and some lady was just like, uh, "Say what you want about Imagine Dragons, but everything they write is just from the heart." And I'm thinking, "Shut up! Like, <laughs> listen to Thunder, okay? That is not from the heart. This is the stupidest song you've ever heard in your life. But obviously, they make money, you know. So, you know, I, I, sure. I don't know how how much I like your attitude with the, with, the, with what's going on. Once again, I'm happy you have your band members. So I so I mean, I had this question for the whole band, but right. I kind of want to direct it towards you. Oh now. no, okay. Oh God. Would you say success is more important than the feeling you get when you play? I don't know. I can't. You need I, to answer that question. Okay, success is more important. Not right than now. You if you don't sell have sell out, son of a bitch. You need, <laughs> and honestly, like out. I'm gonna tell you, you need to know the answer to that question. Right. I think right. everyone should. I like. If I said you're gonna make ten million dollars a year, you're gonna tour the world every year as much as you want, and your life's gonna work out perfectly. Right. But you're gonna lose the joy of playing that bass in the band. No, because then I'd be in a fucking country band, and I'd hate that so much. What? Yeah. Did you get? Country bands this make is money. What we deal with this yeah. right here. No, I'm saying in a scenario where your band is doing everything right. you wanted to do, right. and it's beyond whatever you could imagine. Uh-huh. But you pick up that bass and you play those great songs, and you feel no joy, miserable. Yeah. Oh man. Is that? Would you still want that? I don't know, dude. I don't. Yeah, think you so. better think about that. I don't think so. Fucking <laughs> get money out of your head and start paying yeah. attention to the two guys next yeah, to you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I I value every. I I was kind of feeling bad for you earlier, but I'm glad they're hard on you. <laughs> they are very hard on me. Now it all makes sense. <laughs> Damn, I, man. I <laughs> to answer that truthfully, I don't think I would like that at all. I don't think the hey, the money. Hey, yeah, you're getting I, somewhere. <laughs> I don't think the money would uh, cure that. That pain. <laughs> what, what about you guys? Maybe it's, you know, <laughs> is success more important than enjoying what you're doing? Uh, to me, in, enjoying what you're doing is the success part. Yeah, I, I don't roll. like That's the answer. <laughs> I knew it was a trick question. It, was, it, was a, <laughs> it wasn't, but now yeah. it was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I mean, look, I, I, I think... Um, yeah, there, there's. I I want nothing to do with doing anything I don't like in in exchange for for money. Like I I feel like that that applies to anything. You know that should be a, should apply to your job. That should apply to anything um, that you have going. And and, and you you take, you know, um, art of any kind. And and like you just you can't you can't live that. You can't produce anything uh, that way that still is. Um, true to your your art in any way and and yeah for me i would i would be happy um you know touring making you know making the the music that we uh that we want to be making and making no money uh like that's not that's not really an aspect to me like uh obviously you, you know on the flip side of course you need to for something like what we're doing you have to treat it like a business but um it, when it comes down to it, if you if you got to choose, um, you know, uh, the success of the music or success like like a financial success, um, like yeah, to me it's 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 easy to, to to pick the music part of it. Yeah, 
Is it true? Yeah, I agree with that. Actually, that's the same I thing agree. that goes for me too. Like, my that's funny because my dad. Shout out to dad again. Uh, <laughs> as I know, he's listening. Um, it's one of those things to like. He asked me, he's like, if you made a bunch of money, but you weren't really liking what you were doing anymore, would you still do it? And the answer is really no. Like I've like, you know, like you know, um, for me, like playing is pretty much every, like playing live is is my favorite thing and it's always been my favorite thing like since i was like four years old like playing you know little piano recitals to now you know it's been you know 24 years of you know playing in front of people and i've only liked i've only liked it more like and i i thrive off it and if i didn't anymore for me oops for me it would be like what's the point like there, there'd be no point in it if there's no joy there's no point and and that's for me if if i started to not enjoy playing music then i would stop because it just like i have to find joy in something um that's why i also like where i work where i work because i like teaching i like passing on knowledge and I, i enjoy like you know working around you know musicians and music and instruments and stuff and it's not something that like like i don't want to resent myself I don't really, I don't want to be in the future and resent my past self for like oh why did you keep on doing something stupid that you hated yeah. um just for you know just to work to to live like that just that's just not a life that I want to like be a part of like I want to like 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 I said like playing is just it's everything to me and um right at this moment wouldn't ever trade it like I would gladly play 365 days in that, like a, a year if I could like it's just it's that much fun to me um, and like you know being on a you know being on a tour with these dudes would be like just the icing on the cake to be perfectly honest like it would just Fuck be yeah. like the coolest thing I think so I will share a story actually share a story okay one time we played in Santa Barbara when it was Silver Pup it was a much different band at the time but we played in Santa Barbara and we played on a cliff actually like somebody's like apartment overlooking the beach and by the first song we had like five people by i'd say the last song i couldn't move a single like a step without hitting someone with my bass but we were playing the song called tell me nothing that we had um and i think after the first chorus people had recognized or not recognized it just remembered it and by like the last chorus People were singing it back to us, and I had people singing it to me while I'm playing in front of them. And I, right there, I had literal goosebumps on me, and I was just like, "This is fucking amazing!" Like, it's unreal. Yeah, it was incredible. Like, I, I, I just could not believe that this many people. It was, it was packed. It was crowded. It was, it was. We were on the streets of IV in Santa Barbara, and I just couldn't believe that. This many, this many people gave a shit about me playing, you know? So that's what I want, for sure. So sorry, sorry anyone I upset, you know? <laughs> I mean, you upset us. <laughs> so how do you guys think you're gonna get there? Work. Tyler. Uh, Ty- need, Tyler, Tyler, Tyler you know what? 1-800. Uh, <laughs> Call so, Tyler. I mean, but, real, but realistically, like, you know, you guys obviously don't have a manager. You don't have a label. Right. You guys are doing your own stuff. You're recording out of wherever you're recording. How are you promoting? 
Go for Go it. Go ahead. All right. Go so, uh, you know, I, I think this is, um, this is something that we're really starting to figure out. And, and, and I mean that in, in the sense of um, not that I, I feel like we're on a, on a very good stride of, of sorting out how we want to treat this uh, for a while. Uh, again, kind of pulling the band b back together. Um, we were we, we wanted to just be a band first, you know, like get get music together, get good good songs, and then let's okay. Once we have a product, let's figure this thing out. And and really, the most recent project, uh, in in Tyler's been in, an amazing help with this, is uh, is really tackling social media, tackling um, you know how how are we going to make next level steps um and so we we've kind of put together we we've figured out good ways to kind of divide um the skill sets of the people in the band um myself and xavier generally speaking will try to focus on songwriting at least from the perspective of coming in with material that the rest of the band can work with and then lyle and tyler are really focusing on the online promo, uh, building social media. We're, we're trying to get into more more fan interaction type things. Um, actually, we probably have something we were talking about in chat the other day that uh, chat? the next uh, what was that? You guys using many chat on Facebook? Uh, <laughs> we're uh, <laughs> we use WhatsApp. We we're, we use WhatsApp and we communicate nonstop uh, all the time, mostly making fun of Xavier and <laughs> we, uh, mostly. But but Makes you know we're we'll, we'll, we're really pushing to do a lot more actual fan involvement. You know, like I, I think there's there's kind of an arc that that bands go through where first they're like, okay, let's get something online, and now we're online. Okay, cool, nothing's happening because of course nothing's gonna happen when you just put your crap online. Nobody cares. And then okay, how do you reach out to people? And you start you start a campaign of uh, being visible, and and we were doing that for for quite a while, and I think that it been you know it's starting to be successful in figuring out how to be visible um and now we're really i think going to turn a a corner uh, as far as more interaction where we're actually like like getting the fans involved with what we're doing you know hey what what song you know do you do you want to hear a, an unplugged version of like what like what what types of things how, how can we really communicate with with our audience when we're not on stage and so i think yeah. that's a big component uh completely separately from that is uh yeah looking at the bigger kind of circuits uh the festival kind of circuits and, and getting more involved there um as far as like label type stuff um you know i i think we we could definitely go down the road of indie labels even even now uh like I, i've had good conversations with with some different people that are um that that own indie labels uh or are associated with that that have interest but it's not uh it doesn't it doesn't necessarily make sense um you know we, we don't need to just be in debt to somebody for the cost of making a record like we 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 need that relationship to be valuable for a different reason and, and we need to provide the value uh you know we almost need to kind of build our brand to something where um where where we almost don't need the label 
yeah. and that's the point where we're in a in a good position to 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 work with the label uh so we're not yeah. getting like like a bad deal out of it so right now i think um in my mind we're at, at the phase of buzz like building the buzz and once we have that um more i mean and we have we, we we've done really well recently we have people talking about us we have people sharing us and bringing their friends out to shows and and, and that's that's already accelerating uh absolutely but um i i think in the you know coming months once where that's at a level that we're really comfortable with that's the point where we're we're, we're gonna kind of reach out to the next level we're actually very intentionally not reaching out to um to, to more industry contacts Nice. Um, because uh, it's just yeah, it just it doesn't make sense quite yet, and we don't want to we don't want to burn burn the relationship at a point where it doesn't make sense. Um, well, so. one of the smartest things I know someone's told me is uh, labels are like banks. If you have a good business and you go to get a loan, they're going to give you a loan to make your good business huge. If you have a bad business and you go to a bank, you're not really going to get a loan, are you? That's the only way you should look at the labels at this right. point. Sure. Right. But uh, but no, I, I like the I like the fact that you guys are want control and want to do it your way. I think that's why you're going to be huge. That's why it's going to succeed in whatever route that it takes. Um, but you know, out of curiosity, say the label does approach you and says, "Hey guys, here's this much money. Here's your budget. Record an album. Go on a world tour." And you, we have to have you know, it's happening right now. Uh, what are the kinds? Of, what what are you willing to sacrifice if? If you said yes to that, I mean, you don't have to say yes to that at all. But if you said yes and decided to go with that, what would you sacrifice? Well, what would you be willing to sacrifice? Like, if they. Like, would you be willing to let them own masters? Would you be willing to walk away from your family and your friends and your personal lives completely to go do it? Would you uh, do, you know, maybe wear the clothes that they want you to wear? Kind of things like that. Like, where, where, do, you, where do you draw the line? That's, that's interesting. Uh, so, working backwards from what you just said, uh, <laughs> wear, the, wear the, the clothes that they want you to wear. Um, yeah, I, I would say that that depends, you know, if it's if it's within any kind of realm of what um, what's natural, then I, I frankly couldn't care less because uh, the point for us is to to make music and put on a show. Uh, and if somebody else wants to, to to strap additional things onto that, I, I really don't care. I don't mind like if that helps achieve what we care about. I'm all about it. Like yeah. it doesn't have to yeah. be our idea in my mind. It doesn't have to be like, um, you know, if, if somebody said, "Hey, well, you know, we'll we'll give you a bunch of money to to go play a kind of music that you don't like," like I'm, I have no interest in that. Mm -hmm. But um, I, I also I don't have I don't I don't have any problem with, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, endorsing something that yeah. that is that it, that works with what we do. Um, so my, my boundary there would be uh, around uh, just, yeah, if, if, it, if, it, if it's not what we want to do, um, then I don't have any interest in it. it does, it's not, to me, again, you know, like we talked about before, like the, the success kind of aspect isn't, um, it isn't just, you know, making the money. It's, it's, it's doing what we want to do and, you know, and having that be a, a career. So... <laughs> So what, what, I mean, another scenario regarding that, like, what if they said, hey, we've set up an entire tour, you can play all your own songs however you want, uh, big stadiums, uh, we own the masters, and you're going to get a shit cut. You're not going to make a lot of money on that. You're going to get a shit cut, but you get to have everything you want. But they said you could leave tomorrow and build the biggest fan base in the world. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> <laughs> but you're not gonna be not gonna make much money on it. That's fine. I don't make much money now anyway, so that's fine. <laughs> Happy to hear that. I, I think I think one of the big things is like the music industry as a whole is already like that. So I mean at that you're point. Ready for it. Yeah, so it's, like, almost kind of expected as far as, like, you know, recordings go. Like, the artist makes nothing in, like, the recordings unless they wrote the songs, which, you know, half the artists do, half the artists don't. It just yeah. depends on who you are. You know, if you're Beyonce, like, you don't have time to write fucking songs. Like, you're going you're gonna to go, you know, you're going to go play a stadium for 50,000 people. Like, you're going to make your money. Um, but, like, as far as, like, you know, we're going to get a shit cut, I mean... Man, like as long as we're getting paid enough to pay the bills and like have fun still and like our musical Fuck, and, yes. As long like that's for me. Like as long as like our musical integrity is still intact, like then I'm all for it. Um you know, I'm not going to go play like, you know, a world tour for, you know, for the biggest stadiums for 100 bucks a night. Like and that's <laughs> Fuck that that's shit. That's a real shit cut right yeah. there. You got to pay your bills like, still. Yeah, I still got to pay bills. Um but like, you know, if it's, you know, Within some kind of reason, like of course, like you know, like five thousand a night. Is yeah, 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 no problem. Yeah. That's no problem. But like, well, fucking Xavier. That's what I'm saying as far as like musical integrity. Like you know, we get to play our own songs. We get to write. We get to create. Like you know, we're we're musicians first. That's the thing. Is like we're musicians first, and like if as long as that's not taken away from, at least speaking for myself, if that's not taken away from me, then I'm I'm happy with whatever. Dress me however you want. Like. Like, tell me what to do. Tell me what, like, where to stand. Like, but let me play my own music. I'm happy. Like, I'll, I'll, really entertain, like I'll, enter, I'll entertain the shit of whoever wants to listen to me. Fuck yeah. You guys agree with that? Yeah. Hey, didn't someone come to you and, like, want to change everything about you? I played a showcase. Yeah. For, um, tell me about that. I played a showcase for uh, these two agents from a big agency I won't name. Um, and I drove all the way down, I put together a great set, and I played the whole entire set, right? And typically I would agree with you, Lyle, mm-hmm. with the idea, like, put it wherever you want me, let me play my music. Yeah. I'll go to dinner with them after. They haven't said anything about the 45 minute set I've just played for them. Nothing about the music, nothing about the song. We sit down, and for about two hours, they told me about how I need to change my image, how I need to cut, or I need to grow my hair out, I need yeah. to do this, I need to act wow. this way. And not a single thing was said about my music Mm -hmm. and my parents were there I think I was like 17 at the time Mm -hmm. and uh, I was actually doing some work at Universal Records that's how I met them Um, and about two hours of dinner go by my parents are there and I was just like I don't know that I kind of felt nervous about saying something so finally looked them both I just couldn't take it anymore I said you know what two hours have gone by you haven't said a damn thing about my music and that's the first thing I care about if you were and they literally said like we want you to cut grow your head out because it gives girls something to grab and I was like if you're worried about girls being attracted don't worry there's plenty of the, plenty of me to grab <laughs> I was like I'm the fucking best at what I do this dinner is over and I got up and I walked out I was scared shitless when I walked out. <laughs> my dad came home that night and gave me, I was like so worried. He gave me a hug. He's like, I've never been more proud of you. Uh, but like that awesome. shit's out there. Your dad rules, yeah. by the way. I love my dad. That guy's fucking badass. <laughs> so cool. I, I, we, we've, uh, I think, feel like met with him at least at least three or four times. Yeah, now. he's been to a few of the shows. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. so always so so sweet. What a good guy. He's an artist all the way. Oh, all yeah. the way. Like, oh yeah. 
But like I ran into that multiple times, ran into stuff like that all the time, and it's like it's it's different when like there's no interest in the music. But if they say, hey, we love your music, but we want to turn you know we want to change your image, but like we want you to play your music, sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a, there's a there's definitely lines. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, I agree with what you said. I definitely agree with what you said. I experienced a little differently, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and there's always the the point where like it's you know they're they're you don't have to take whatever that situation is like you can't assume that that's the only option that's going to present itself Mm -hmm. you know like like you don't you don't you don't want to like some concessions are fine for sure um but but there needs to be like your own threshold that says you know what like i'm confident enough with what i'm doing that like like i'm not gonna go very far outside of my little little threshold here because somebody else is gonna like this thing yeah. like somebody else like i don't need to take that deal because there's other deals there's mm-hmm. other i was approached multiple labels. times yeah yeah and it was the same story and i was like you know what i take the deal if someone gave a shit about what i'm doing fair yeah, yeah. and now and that was a big thing and that's the thing like you know and now we live in an age where you can do it independently i met with a guy named ac burl this guy's produced you know backstreet boys all the way to bieber uh he's got a studio in hollywood i met with him in a studio one time and we talked for like an hour just kind of an educational thing and he even told me he's like the most successful musicians that i know have started independent what you guys are doing exactly what you guys are doing and kept that way turned down every deal no matter how many millions of dollars those guys are making up to 10 to like 50 million dollars a year 100 percent on their own mm-hmm. and that's the world we live in today so when I see sure. bands like you guys, you know, going for it, like, you know, you're not totally opposed to the label idea, but you care more about what you're doing mm-hmm. and what you're releasing. See, that is the fucking future. That's the redemption. That's the incredible, you know, surge of music that's coming our way. You guys are the fucking forefront. Right. So if you stop, I'll kill you. <laughs> I like it. I like this. Yeah. Speaking that's of good stopping and killing you, do any of you have any backup plans? No. <laughs> Lyle? Um... Not, I mean, not really. Like, I love, like, I love teaching and stuff like that. And I also have, like, a background in, like, marketing and stuff. But, like, that's really it. Joe's the only one with the real back. Joe and Tyler have backup plans. What's your backup plan? Uh, well, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a tech dude. I, I work in tech. Um, I, uh, music is my, my, my first love for sure. But I, I genuinely enjoy tech also. So I don't. Uh, I don't look at it as a as so much a, like a, a backup plan you know if 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 all else fails I, I do tech it's just more like I love doing tech I love doing music you more. know you could do something if something happened but you're not thinking about it yeah yeah I mean like it's it's always available um, yeah. and you know again I, I, I work in tech now but um, I uh, yeah music is has always been my since I was Four years old music has always been Rock my my passion and that that certainly hasn't changed so uh it's it's available but i don't i guess i just don't really worry about it good forget those backup plans give it everything yeah i'm, I have, count, I'm I have, counting on you guys. i have no backup plan dude i don't have anything i'm good dude, at. i mean half 99 <laughs> of the reason i started this damn podcast is because i want to build this community and show people that music is still in the forefront yeah. That there's a whole new surge of it coming. That it's all possible for anybody that really wants to put on the work. You guys are putting on the work. You better not fucking stop. No, definitely not. I like no. it. Because if no. you do, I will sneak into your houses at night. Yeah, you be that, careful. Hear that, yeah. Xavier? You hear that, Tyler? Yeah. And yeah, Lyle? tell Tyler this. Make Tyler <laughs> listen. Tyler, dude, where are you? <laughs> so speaking of the great band, Mr. Cole, what can we look forward to? What's in the future? Tell me everything. Everything. Wow. Okay. 
well, we're very soon uh, recording a video that is actually like a super cool concept that we're not going to tell details about, Xavier. We're not going to talk about the specifics of it, uh, Mr. Overshare. Um, I love him. But uh, it is, it's, it's actually, it's, I, so, so we're working with this, this crew that, um, Again, because we're a Craigslist band, I'm pretty sure we found them on Craigslist. Yeah, we did. But uh, kudos, kudos to Tyler on that one. Again, um, but uh, th this 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 small little team that is super creative, and uh, it's just such a cool concept that that I don't think any of us have ever seen done in in a music video before. And so uh, I, I'm, I'm going to leave it pretty. Uh, it's kind of a teaser, um, like but we're, we, we've started a, the process. We're in kind of like a pre-production planning phase. We're going to be filming in a, in a few weeks. Fuck yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's, it is going to be really, really amazing. They, they do such cool work. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about, you know, who they are at a later date and release more information. But uh, th that's kind of the, the next big thing on our radar. Aside from Can that, I ask what song you're doing? No, you can. Well, you can, but you know we're not gonna tell you about it. Dirty bastards. Yeah, <laughs> um, I expect a personal text when you bring it. We can we can hook that up. But um, but yeah, it's uh, that's really exciting because that's a that's a big deal for us. You know, we 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 get a bunch of B-roll footage and photos and stuff all the time. But this will be like the first time the four of us are together in a video, um, and uh, and it's with such a unique idea that uh, we're just yeah, it's, it's we're pumped. We're very pumped about it. Um, aside from that, we're we're writing and recording. We always have multiple songs in the works, um, working on that, and uh, and just kind of the, the path that we're talking about of of really trying to, to to start growing a relationship. I think with 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 the fan base. Um, yeah, give your social media tags real quick because I, I want people to get involved. Uh, Instagram is at Mr. Call Official. Facebook.com slash We Are Mr. Call. Twitter.com slash Mr. Call Official. Gmail, our, our email. Uh, we are Mr. Our Call. Social security number. <laughs> we are Mr. Call at gmail.com. All our, all our personal phone numbers. Uh. Yeah, any fans, reach out to these guys. These guys, as you can tell, are very easy to talk to. <laughs> um, do you mind if we play one more song before I ask my last question? Let's do it. Let's do it. What uh, Do you guys have a preference of song? Um... I think I think living it up is yeah. our. Uh, it's a good song. Front runner yeah. at the moment, yeah. so that's probably a good one. All right, well here's living it up.
That's that's definitely one of your most inspiring songs. I feel like I would put that song on in the morning, in the middle of the day, and at nighttime. We hope you do. <laughs> Honestly, that's a song that I would listen to like any mood. Like that song's gonna get me where I need to be. <laughs> nice. And those are the Xavier. That's a fucking hit. Thank you. Thank you. That's a fucking hit. I didn't, There's your hit. I, I didn't. So I got one question before we go. Before we end all this. So end all this because you guys aren't a huge successful band yet. No, yet. Keyword yet. is yet. Yet. But you guys have paid a lot of dues. You guys put a lot of fucking work in. I respect you guys more than most people in this world. Thank you. Um, for the people out there that are thinking of starting a band, that are in a band, that want to join a band, anything like that, what are like just a handful of three things that you say are the most important parts to begin to get where you guys are? I mean, I have thoughts, but I... Uh, I, I okay, okay, I'll start. Oh, Xavier's yeah, starting. I'll I like start. this. Okay, number one... You're gonna you're gonna suck a lot at anything you write. That's number one. You're gonna suck no matter what. It's gonna be bad. It's not gonna sound good. Um, number two, just do it. Nike. Nike. Trademark. Damn it. Uh, and number three, if you love it, then you know you have to believe in it. So. Just do it. Just do it. You know what? I really, I, it was cheesy as that was. I really it liked was. it. I it really, really liked it. Like, really like, liked it. like, starting with me, like, I, I was really bad at writing songs and I still kind of am. That's, that's why I have the band, you know? To <laughs> <laughs> Fall back they, on. Yeah, they help me. Uh, you guys and, enhance each other. Right, right. And uh, it's just a lot of reps, man, with anything. Jim. Me, reps, <laughs> music, me, reps. It's just reps, man. And I love it. I fucking love it. So, uh, Lyle, why don't you take it away? Xavier, you're going to go down in history. I'm going to tell you that right now. I'm calling it right now. Nice. Everyone, Haig is the first one to say it. Xavier will go down in history. <laughs> so, I think, I mean, 
this goes with as like being a musician too is that like totally be honest with yourself as a musician as a band member um you are not ever going to know everything that's just reality it's impossible especially with music there's too much to know um not even the best musicians know everything um it's a learning experience until the day you die um learn from your bandmates and trust your bandmates because they're your support system and this and like you know you may have parents that are unsupportive you may have significant others that are unsupportive of it but if you have you know some kind of support system like you know your band um then you know you're doing it for the right reason you know trust yourself like um and listen be open to criticism that's the biggest thing is be open to criticism um because not everyone's going to agree with you what you do um and you have to like you have to understand that and you have to like accept it like you know be uh, be receptive to that and um i think if if you are receptive to it and you're willing to you know make changes you're happy to make changes like you're excited for all that kind of stuff um then i think you, you everybody has the potential to do that and be like successful and have fun with it and like that's the and the last one my, my biggest point um is have fun that's I mean, I know as cheesy as that sounds, is like you have to have fun. Because if you don't have fun, then what's the point? Fuck yeah. Joe? <laughs> Give it to us. All right. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, I would say that um, I, I, go to, uh, I go to a lot of music conferences and stuff. And one thing that, that I always hear people say is, you know, to like, you know, be, be true to yourself as an artist and blah, blah, blah. Which to me has always just been like... You know, you listen to some some like pop star that just like accidentally fell into fame because of their you know family relationships with record labels, and you're like, okay, I'm not and gonna. Now they're yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna really care about you saying you know to to be true to yourself. But but uh, I I think if you look at it very practically speaking, like like take take the the super artist perspective out of the picture. Look at it very very practically that. Um, you're you're never gonna outdo um, a the band that you like that's already on the radio. You're you're not gonna you're not gonna out Metallica Metallica. You're not it's gonna just impossible. Yeah, right. Yeah. So 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 from a very very practical perspective, like you absolutely cannot make music that sounds like the current bands and beat them no one is going to put money behind that and at the end of the day that's kind of what it comes down to you know like you, you'll if, if you're if, if you're aiming for for you know mainstream kind of recognition like no one is going to put money behind a s slightly crappier version of a known band um you you genuinely actually have to make something that is that is unique to what to, to you and and you might be weird you might be queer quirky you might be like you might make stuff that um that that you know 99 out of 100 people don't like uh but but that multiplier of one percent is is huge if you you know yeah. you play in front of uh, enough people and and they're really into that that really quirky thing you will suddenly have the most true fans that you could ever hope for um and and so so like you you really need to stick with that i that concept of doing something that's 
that is you know don't worry about do something unique but like do whatever that thing is that's a little weird in your mind do that thing that um that that you're nervous about doing because you don't really know that people will like it you like it but but you don't know if anyone else will like that's exactly the thing that you need to do um because you're, you're just you're not gonna outdo what's already on the radio um you know it, it's just it's not a it's not a practical thing you can be better and, and it doesn't matter you know no it's one's going to done. yeah it's already been done no one's going to take their metallica money and give it to you to do metallica music yeah they're just not um it's 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 not not practical so you there, you have no option if you want to be successful and make music that people are going to be attracted to as as a unique artist anyway um you you literally don't have an option but to make something that is unique to you uh so so you know do that and do it unapologetically and uh when people don't like it that's that's i i would consider that a good sign that you're being intentional about what you're doing um and uh and because when you find the people that do like it they're 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 gonna latch on that much more jesus that was beautiful all of you guys that was incredible. I, I feel like I'm just going to cut that whole part out and sell it as like a motivational <laughs> book, audio book. That was incredible. Well, guys, I can't thank you enough for coming on to the, the, the podcast, uh, the Studio Corner. This was this is the first band I've done. It's been nothing short of a pleasure. I cannot wait to see what happens. Don't give up. Don't stop. Or else you will face me. And that's not a pleasant <laughs> sight. Hello, dude. Well, thank you so, so very much for having us. Uh, yeah. we're, Appreciate it. We're honored. We're, we're excited to sign the sign. Sign yeah. the banner. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, everybody, this has been the Studio Corner with Mr. Call. Be sure to follow them on their journey to ultimate fame, thank Xavier. You. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Hike. Appreciate Thanks, it, Thanks, Hike. Peace. <laughs>